Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. Merry Christmas. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely wife, Miss Southern Shell. And Shell, this is our wrap-up of the year, right? This is yeah. the last podcast, season three. Last podcast. Is it season three? That yeah. we, I've, I've done lost track. We're season three. Man, this year has been ups, downs, crazy. <laughs> it's it, been it was, crazy. I don't know if it's been dragging or if it's been going fast, but we made it and we're getting rid of 2020 and we're going to come back fresh in 21 with the whole new outlook on things, right? <laughs> COVID's going to be behind us. This vaccine's going to work, I, I hope. And uh, um, we're not going to worry about it anymore. Yeah, we opened a retail location this year. That has been... Was that even one of our goals at the beginning of the year? Um, you decided we're opening a retail. So every year, like in January, when we take some downtime, we start making our plans or our goals, what we would like to accomplish in the year. And it keeps us on track most of the time. I'm big on goals. But I don't think last year it was even remotely, you know, in one of our visions that we were going to have a, a retail shop, was it? Uh I don't, I don't think so. We, we did want to build it. We did want a new building. I never wanted a retail shop. Because we had... <laughs> you wanted a retail shop. We had like our first out-of-home office last year. Yeah. Was that last no, year? No, no, no. Was year that before the year before? That. And then we had put it in our goals that we, we knew we we envisioned that we needed a bigger place yeah. because the other place was kind of a dump. <laughs> it was an old crappy house <laughs> that had been converted into like a commercial property. Yeah. But it was a small, tiny little trailer house thing they added on to. But it worked. Yeah. I, I was in love with that office when we first moved. Yeah, there. because it was out of our house. <laughs> it was the first office we ever yeah. had. I thought it was the greatest. We had a, a and then we found... set up for the podcast. <laughs> and then we found mice and many kept getting fleas. <laughs> <laughs> and there's wild cats everywhere. <laughs> that had to be where the fleas were coming from. Yeah, because they lived underneath the. The house, the house, yeah, because it was like a conventional floor. <laughs> and there were just holes to get up in it. We'd try to board them up. And there'd still be wildlife living under there. I we should have put cameras up. We should have turned the podcast cameras on when we were gone and I just always, see what it captured. I've always wondered if, like, <laughs> like critters the, were living in there. <laughs> inside the house. They would just go out that old chimney or whatever when, yeah. we, when we got there. But but we found this new building. Mm-hmm. And it's got, you know, it has a bunch of offices. It has a nice... Uh, conference area for doing classes it has a warehouse it has a perfect place for a podcast set up mm-hmm. and it worked out great for us and then we saw up front that hey there's enough room up there for a small retail and i got the idea let's open up a malcolm shop and and, and it's never, been, it's consumed us hasn't it? we were like oh this is gonna be easy people could come in yeah. and get stuff. yeah little did we know what it would take to do it yeah but we're learning and it's going great but we found someone to come in and help us manage the retail so next year we won't be hopefully yeah so distracted you're gonna have them franchise next year watch you're gonna <laughs> hey. not the worst idea is it i like to think big i'm a business lady yeah and we've been open i guess officially just over a month mm-hmm. soft we hadn't had a grand up. we're gonna have a grand opening next year yeah yeah we're gonna in have the spring. Yeah, yeah we're gonna do like a big rollout and have some grill companies come in and we're gonna do it up yeah have a blow-up man maybe two blow-up men out there dancing <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be dick grilling hot dogs yeah all kinds um, of hot dogs for the kids just like the car lots do 
Real Hot dogs quick. and balloon animals for the kids. <laughs> yeah. Men on stilts. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be on, on your new visions for 21. <laughs> dogs riding cars. <laughs> so um, what are we talking about on our last episode of the year? We've got some recipes to talk about that we yeah. did for kind of holiday cooking. One thing I want to talk about real quick is right behind you, certified Angus beef. I asked them if they had anything for us to hang up in the podcast room, and they sent us that really cool sign up there it's like the kind that they hang in butcher shops yeah i, like I love it. it it's kind of tin yeah and you yeah. know i love my certified <laughs> brand you are a, a a big promoter of the product i am it's like I'll, and super low because it's the only grocery store <laughs> close by that has it what's the saying i don't drink it because they pay me that's right like <laughs> that's right <laughs> same way with the beef yeah i don't cook it because they, they pay me i cook it because it's good beef <laughs> It really is, and that's what I cooked for that recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first one I wanted to talk that's a good about. Segue, yeah, segue to the holiday cooking was I did uh, my version of a T. I call it a TX a whole smoked ribeye or prime rib. And so what's the difference? Uh, there's not a prime rib is basically a whole ribeye that you most most often roast in the oven, but. Is it, I'm not does it cooker. have to be a prime grade? No, no, no. Prime prime, that, the prime in the name prime rib has nothing to do with the meat grade, like choice, select choice or prime. Um, that's just what they call it because I guess it's the rib primal, primal oh, okay. area. Um, and that's, so it's just short for primal. Yeah, yeah, primal rib. And it's the roast that sits on top of those bones. The the I forget which rib bones it is. It's like four through eight or four through ten or whatever. So they're usually – Seven or eight bone roast. Um, you can get them bone in or bone out. The one the one I bought this time from Super Low, Certified Angus Beef Brand, was a bone in, about 18-pound uh, whole ribeye. It's a big old. And the reason why I wanted the bone in, it wasn't because I was going to cook it with the bones. I wanted to do two recipes. I wanted to take those bones off, cook them down, make me a smoked au jus, and I did a video on that too. Mm-hmm. And then I, cooked, I trimmed the ribeye and cooked it separate for the whole smoked ribeye. And I kept I kept it super simple this time. This was kind of my uh, homage to Texas style, where you just use the salt and pepper like you do on brisket, equal parts. My TX brisket rub, olive oil, heavy dose of that TX on the outside, so it would make a peppery, salty crust. Yeah, it can. And then let that certified angus beef shine in the middle. So it was such a great contrast from savory, peppery on the outside to beef. On the inside with the subtle post oak smoke. That's the best way to explain it. That's, yeah, that's exactly what it was. And I mean, you got to go pretty heavy with the seasonings on the outside. Oh, yeah. It's a big cut of meat. So by the time I trimmed the bones off, took off the tail, because I took that tail fat off. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to eat that. I mean, we're not, well, you know, some, some people might. Do. But I, I, <laughs> I think it looks better when you cook a whole, well, you know, a big whole, a lot, whole ribeye or, or prime rib without that big piece of tail fat on it. Because mm-hmm. you're paying for that fat if you, you know, getting it like that. So yeah. you can use that fat for something else. We, I kind of cut it up and saved it for grinding with sausage. Uh, I used some ground with deer and made deer burgers. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, they were good too. <laughs> <laughs> fresh, fresh ground deer yeah. with some certified things be fat in them. Man. Can't beat that. Cooked on a flat top. Yeah. But I cook, so I cook using my stick burner. I used the uh, Outlaw um, and I'm running on some post oak wood. Got me a bed of coals going for this ribeye. Took about just a little over two hours, like two and a half hours. It's yeah. not a long cook at all. The The biggest thing. What'd you cook that on? It was the drum, right? No, the Outlaw. 
Oh yeah, that's the outlaw. Right, the outlaw stick burner. That's right. Yeah, and that was kind of Texas form. You just mm-hmm, take this mm-hmm. stick burner yeah, type pit, right. burn real wood in it. And the biggest thing when you're cooking one of these whole ribeyes or expensive uh, expensive roasts like that that you don't want to screw up is to watch the internal temperature. And I actually probed mine in two places because I didn't want it getting far apart. So the bigger, thicker end, I put a probe in about a quarter, way, you know, halfway in the roast. Say, I got a, a question about down. that. Why did uh, why was why were there two temps like? Well, because one end's a little thinner, it doesn't have as much fat as as that ribeye tails off. You know, you start up at the spinalis yeah. end. It's got that big kernel of fat that runs down to it to separate yep. the muscles. And so that end cooks a little different than the leaner as you get more eye where it's starting to go down to the strip end. So it's typical to have two. Yeah, to different tip ranges yeah. on it. And, you know, some people just stick it right in the middle. And, yeah, I mean, the great thing about it is when you're eating a roast like this, it don't have to be the same temp tip mm-hmm. end to end because you're, you're always going to have people that want different degrees of doneness. So the great thing about cooking a big old roast like this is, like, you can have different degrees of doneness for the way people want it. So it works to your advantage. So it works to your advantage. I personally like mine towards that 120 rare end. Mm -hmm. That's where I want it. But some people like theirs more medium or, you know, and please don't get it medium well or well. (laughs) That's just why eat prime rib or, you know, ribeye if you're doing that. One thing on all the comments, there was kind of like no consensus. People said you overcooked it. Some people said it was rare, too rare. Some, you know, that's always the case. I mean, you're never going to please everybody, but yeah. that's the great thing about cooking a big old ribeye. If you don't, if you want it, if you want it more rare, go towards that bigger, you know, the bigger well, end. If you want I it think, more done, go towards that smaller end. Get I you an outer piece. I think it's harder to see doneness on camera. Yeah, but I thought that was one of the best cooks, like as far as doneness, you on a ribeye. Had on well, a ribeye. Yeah. the the whole thing was that I watched it the whole time, you know, and so mm-hmm. I knew I had that. The man, we we're going to talk about Christmas present ideas next, later on. But that Smoke X4 is awesome. And What's the it, price tag on that bad boy? It's like a hundred and something bucks. No, it's, it's two hundred. Is it two hundred bucks? Yeah. Wow, oh, that's expensive. <laughs> they make a two channel version of it too. They do. But they what do. ThermalWorks has done with that, they've increased that blue. Uh, What's it not Blu-ray? I started with the Bluetooth Blue- range on it. <laughs> They've increased the Bluetooth range on it so much that man, it works everywhere in the house, yeah. no matter what room I'm in. That transmitter was picking up from outside, so it was coming through multiple walls. And they say it has up to a mile, a mile frequency range. Yeah. Now I don't. I should have gotten a and that was that's what truck and drove around and see how far <laughs> if it go down the stop sign or whatever. They they do have the two channel one that's one sixty nine, but the four channel one's one ninety nine. Yeah, that's not bad though for what you get. I mean, how as long? Accurate as how long is. do you expect that thing to last? Ten years. I've still got my original thermopin yeah, that I've had that long, so I, you know. I'm sure technology will change on those over the, you know. Yeah, probably, but they make really high quality products. Yeah, yeah. So that's one to put on your Christmas list. If you got somebody you really like and they like cooking, the Smoke X4. That's a really nice Christmas gift. It's real nice. But so that was the big thing. And I, th- I think one of the big misconceptions that people have when they see that rareness on the cutting board is all that juice that's running out is blood. Yeah. And because it is kind of a pinkish color, but really it's it's not blood. People, you know, people, you know, don't understand. That's that's just meat juice. It's kind of the protein liquid that's cooking out. Mm-hmm. That's really what you want in there. I mean, some of it's going to come out inevitably. You can't stop it. But it's not. It doesn't mean that the the, the roast is bleeding. It's just juice. And man, it's, it's so good. Juice. So when I rested it, 
you know, I made this smoked au jus too. We'll talk about that. But when I rested it, there was also some liquid that came out in the pan just from having it loosely covered with foil for about 30 minutes. I rested it. And that juice was awesome too. <laughs> it was as good as the smoked au jus. I think so too. And it was probably had about, I don't it know, it was enough for two people to dip in. Yeah. You know? It essentially was smoked au jus. Yeah, it was, it was the <laughs> ultimate smoked au jus, wasn't it? But, but so that recipe... It was so good. It was, I mean, it was unbelievable. And it's really easy. Man, uh, olive oil, TX, which is salt and pepper, smoke for two and a half hours and watch the internal, take it off and rest it. How, the hardest part about that one is to trim, and it's not that difficult to trim it up. Most of the time you could get it trimmed too. If you're not comfortable trimming it, you don't have to buy the bone in one, just get a regular one, but you could get your butcher to take off the excess fat, take that sinew off. He might charge you a little bit more. Do you think people are intimidated just because of, the price point. Yeah. I mean, you got to think you're spending nearly 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. And that certified Angus beef one was a little over 200. So that's a, you know, you ain't cooking those every Saturday. <laughs> that's a Christmas. Yeah. I'm wanting to, you know, really treat my family or my friends, I guess. Yeah. But it's a lot of, man, how many pieces of prime rib do you think we'd have got off that? Well, you were slicing them thick. Well, that right. was. A man slice? If I was <laughs> serving man. that, I would probably go down to, you know, half-inch slice. Yeah, yeah. You want about a 10-ounce ounce portion. I was going for more of like a 14 to 16-ounce portion. Well, you've taken one to a party before, of like a football party before, and there was, what, 12 of y'all there? Did you eat the whole party? No, up? no, but we shaved it because we were making like sandwiches or putting it on mm-hmm. rolls. So you, you cut it a little thinner to where yeah. it's more manageable. But still. Like for holidays, I think when I'm eating prime rib, I want like a piece like a steak and I'm eating a couple yeah. of vegetables to go with it. Yeah. It's more of a what you would order at a steakhouse that sells prime rib or whole ribeye. So how many adults do you think you could have fed with that for dinner? 14 to 16. Yeah, I'd say so. Easy. Easily. Easy. That was, yeah. no, yeah, I, I would say. I didn't. Not, I mean, that's how many steaks I would get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was cutting it for grilling steak, so. And leftover prime rib or whole smoked ribeye is so good. So good. And, you know, that's another reason why I like keeping it on the rare side. Because when you warm it back up, it's not overcooked either. So you can warm it and reheat it. And it may go to medium, rare, medium, but it's not going to be well done. There's there's nothing worse than well done prime rib to me. Yeah. You can make cheesesteaks out of it. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of stuff you can do with it. Steak omelets. Sandwiches. It's, That's what I was doing. It's just it's good. I like it when well, I like it cold with the horseradish mayo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it's so good. So um, this that's week, what, go ahead. So that's what you like to make to go with it. It's a super easy horseradish mayo. Oh, it's super easy. There's several recipes. I mean, we've we've got it on the website, but it's just mayonnaise that prepared like horseradish sauce, and then the little jar of kind of it's not fresh, but it's. It's like yeah, ground. Yeah, it's as fresh something. as you get it. Yeah, in a it's jar like a little baby store. jar. Yeah, and then a little hot sauce and salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. That's all it is, isn't it? Yeah. So the other recipes that you did this week, you did like three small holiday recipes. Yeah, those are kind of my Christmas go tos that that I do every year because we're all. I mean, the first one, the smoked meatballs with the the tangy mustard sauce. That one's one we take to all, you know, These are a lot of Christmas parties. pretty much all my parties. recipes you're taking. Yeah, I did. I stole <laughs> yours. I really did because – so that recipe came about because we used to do the meatballs that everybody used to do with the jelly or, yeah. you know, you could do them with barbecue it's like sauce. A barbecue sauce, a jelly, maybe a cocktail. Yeah. 
What's that sauce? It's chili sauce. Chili sauce. Like Heinz yeah. chili sauce. That's the old-fashioned holiday meatball that everybody's grandma would have, you know. And I always kind of hated it a little bit just because it was what everybody did. Yeah. And so we were getting these every year at Memphis in May. Cattleman's is one of the title sponsors, and they gave all the teams different barbecue sauces to use. And like what, 20 gallons. Yeah, it used to be 20. <laughs> yeah. Now they've cut it back to like 10. Yeah, but, but back in the day. So we always ended up with all this excess barbecue sauce. And one of them was, um, they didn't used to call it Carolina Gold. It was just like Cattleman's Tangy Gold or something like I thought that. Thought it was Honey Gold. But or but anything. now but now it's called Carolina Tangy Gold, and it's kind of a sweet uh, mustard based barbecue sauce. Yeah, a lot of wing joints in Memphis do use it to make that hot honey gold mm-hmm. wings. They mix it with hot sauce and butter, or they'll just do honey gold, which is you know no hot sauce in it. But it's excellent on chicken wings. Yeah. But you started doing it. You said I'm gonna try it on meatballs. And it I was think just it came about because I didn't have any other barbecue sauce, and it was said, last hmm, minute. We'll try it, and people went crazy over it. And that was a that's probably been ten years ago at a party. Yeah, but it's just frozen meatballs in a crock pot with the cattleman's gold. Yeah, so I said, you know, I started doing them on the smoker. So if they're good in a crock pot, <laughs> once you put a little barbecue rub on them, you let them thaw out a little bit, put a little barbecue rub on them, get some smoke on them for twenty thirty minutes. It don't take long. You're basically just warming them up in some smoke, and then you move them over to your Dutch oven, pour the... But you could move them to the crock pot at that point. You could, and pour yeah. the tangy gold to them. But I like letting that sauce reduce down in the Dutch oven open on the pit, because it gives it even more smoky flavor. It changes its color, too. Yeah. It gets more of a barbecue sauce color and loses the bright yellow yeah, color. Yeah, that it does in a crock pot. Yeah. So, it, so that's what, and that's all I did. I let that reduce down. It took about another 30 minutes. So you're talking about an hour, and you got some meatballs ready to go to the party. At that point, like if you didn't want to serve them right then, like they'll stay warm in that Dutch oven for a while. Mm-hmm. But if you want to, you could take them, transfer them to a crock pot, and take them to the party. But those are easy, and I guarantee you, people are going to want to know that recipe. Yeah. And you could tell them, oh, I made these meatballs, you know, I mixed all this ground pork and beef with all the, you know, the <laughs> stuff to make a meatball. No, they're just frozen on stock meatballs. And then I made this sauce, and it's you know took, yeah. took hours to simmer it down and get it the right consistency to go on the meatballs. No, you just pour it right from the bottle. I remember that's um, such a cheat, and that's that's kind of like yeah. a meatball hack. It is. Sometimes <laughs> you need these little cheat recipes. Yeah, especially around the holidays. But they're yeah. I mean, it's so easy, and you can take it. I mean, you can have that ready. You know, we've done it on the stovetop before in a pinch. Like, oh man, having people over, what are yeah. we gonna, what are we going to serve? Just throw those frozen meatballs in a pot, warm them up with the <laughs> sauce. Pull them over. Yeah, I've been working all day on it. I remember somebody come over and had one. They were like, that's not just a normal yeah, meatball Andy. and barbecue sauce <clears throat> and that. And I like, was like laughing. Actually, <laughs> Actually, you don't know what that is. <laughs> it is. I know you know. Yeah, that's what they said. said they gave all you the credit. <laughs> Shell's like, oh, she didn't just make normal meatballs in this one. This, <laughs> this is ain't just yeah, yeah, this yeah, frozen <laughs> meatballs and some jar of barbecue sauce. <laughs> I can put, tell. Put some, put some time into this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got them fooled. But that was, so that was one of the ones I did. It was a quick recipe. Um, you know, some people may not like it. I love it. I yeah. think it's great. Especially for holiday My mother parties. doesn't like it. Yeah, she, <laughs> she don't like the meatballs recipe. Yeah, well, she don't like mustard. If, no. it, it, but anyway. Um, That's all right. So you did your smoke checks mix. And I did a party mix. Um, that's just. Who doesn't know the the Chex Mix yeah. recipes on the Chex Mix cereal? <laughs> but I do it my way. I, you know, I put the the kind of stuff that I like in it. Um, you know, you got to have. And I don't like all the pretzely stuff in it. 
So I use the pretzel goldfish. We don't like too much of the check. Yeah, I don't like too much of the checks. <laughs> my favorite is probably the, the, the nuts, the, but I use pecans and cashews. Those mm-hmm. are my two favorite. Um, recipe usually calls for like mix a can of mixed nuts, but who wants all those big Brazilian nuts yeah. and the hard almonds and the peanuts with the, the little skin on them and all that? I don't want all that in my party mix. And the roasted pecans and the cashews in it are awesome. And then, yeah, the pecans are, yeah, I always add pecans. And then I like the sesame sticks, those are really good. So that's a little something. The bugles different. to me are one of my favorites. Bugles, yeah. yeah, I could just do bugles and pecans and cashews. You good. forgot to put your Cheez Its in it. Yeah, I meant to put, I bought some Cheez Its because I like the little Cheez It crackers. And you can also use the cheddar goldfish too. I've done those yeah. in there. Um, one thing I don't like, some people put in those, those regular Cheerio cereal. That's not, to I me, don't I, don't, like I don't like those. I don't like pretzel sticks either. Yeah, I, I like the because you know what, and it it's inevitable that at the end of the bag it's going to be just a bunch of pretzel rods or whatever in and there, and crumbs of check and crumbs, yeah, and peanuts. It'll be the wheat ones. <laughs> it'll be the wheat checks, the pretzels, and just those peanuts with the holes on them or yeah. whatever. That's what'll end up being in there, and the Brazil nuts. So I left all those out. I mean, I did put the wheat checks just because you need some, but I like using the crispy cereal, and you taught me that instead of buying the box of corn checks, a box of Rice checks, use the Crispix because it's got one on both sides, and you know it's not so much cereal in there. But I also have found that you've got to double up on what the recipe recommends of the butter and the Worcestershire. You can put whatever other seasonings you want in there, but you got to double up that butter and Worcestershire. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it good and bold to me. You might even triple up that Worcestershire. (laughs) It ain't gonna hurt. It ain't gonna hurt. You can make it spicy as you want to make if you want to add some extra cayenne. I always add some. We'd even uh, talked about like um, using some king crawl or something like that. Yeah, like to give it different flavors. You can yeah. do it barbecue. You could, I've added barbecue rub to that mm-hmm. before. But it's so simple. I mean, you know, the regular recipe calls for you putting it in the oven on like 250 and stirring it every 15 or whatever. That's perfect for a smoker. And you get a little bit extra depth of flavor. It's better. Yeah, it, it really is better. Is. It is better. And you stir it, especially in the pellet grills, it's moving some air. Mm-hmm, it so it's drying it out. So it goes faster. And you could... An hour is probably long enough stirring it every 15 minutes, but if you want to go hour and a half, two hours, it may get towards the little dark. The, it starts getting darker, and you're going to notice it, that some of the pieces will start kind of getting a little burnt flavor. So two hours is a little much. Um, I've noticed that if you want to go that long, you better have a lot more liquid, Butter, yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. As soon I've as even, you dry it out, you need to get it off. Get it off, and that's why... The great thing about it, every 15 minutes, I'm tasting a little bit. (laughs) Seeing where it's at. Is it getting dry? Is it still soggy? And I have before pulled it out, you know, fresh and hot, and thought, this is a little bland, and seasoned it right then, and it works. And it still catches some seasoning? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the big thing is, when you take that out, don't immediately throw it in something airtight. Because you you got to let it set out and cool down itself, or the heat will cause steam in whatever container you have it in, and it'll turn it soggy. And it's not good. So you need to let it, when you pull it off the pit after you get it dry, let it set out and cool, and then put it in your you know, Ziploc bag. The little, I mean, a lot of times we give it as gifts. Yeah. So you'll buy these little clear, like, gift-type bags around the holidays and scoop some of that in there and tie it up with a little ribbon and give it to somebody. Mm-hmm. I make little baskets. Or little. I haven't made any baskets this year. And that time, yeah. Um, Are you going to do any more? Are we going to do any more Christmas cooking? We, I mean, it's next week. I keep thinking there's another week. But um, yeah. Maybe. 
We gotta open the store till Wednesday. When do you want me to do it? Pen- let's plug that. In, let's cooking. plug that in before the family gets here on the twenty third. So that's when we're going to your family's. Let's plug. <laughs> basically, we've, no. <laughs> I can no squeeze time. it in Sunday between three and yeah, seven. We've got some scheduled <laughs> Christmas cooking time. Um, yeah. you also did the sticky buns. Yes, and, and that is- was a straight steal for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, Michael loves. Cinnamon rolls, and we used to do cinnamon rolls for Christmas, but it's just boring old cinnamon rolls. But if you add some butter and some brown sugar and some nuts, just make them extra fatty. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, like it's Christmas diabetic morning. rolls. <laughs> <laughs> They're this horrible for your blood like, sugar. This is not like a something to cook every set. Yeah, day. it's not the way you want to cook your regular cinnamon rolls. <laughs> yeah. But if you want over-the-top indulgent cinnamon rolls that will make you feel really guilty, do them like this. <laughs> Iron skillet. Just put you some melted butter in there. It takes about a stick. You can um, go stick and a half. Stick and a half, whatever you yeah. feel. The butter is only going to make it good. <laughs> Sprinkle all that with brown sugar and about a half a cup to a cup of chopped-up pecans. Yeah. And then just take your old store-bought cinnamon rolls. I'm not making – my mom makes really good homemade cinnamon rolls. I've it's, never made a homemade yeah. cinnamon roll. But – I just, we bought the deluxe Pillsbury. I recommend getting the ones that are kind of rounder or thicker. Yeah, yeah, it's a thicker roll. It yeah. stands up better. They rise up better. Yeah, and, and then, I, they're I, more, they're wider diameter wise. Yeah. yeah, and it held, what it held, 10? I used the 12-inch iron skillet. Mm-hmm. And you used two five. Yeah, five-count count cinnamon roll, Pillsbury deluxe cinnamon rolls. They come with like a little icing container. Don't throw that away. That's the key, too. <laughs> That <laughs> gets your blood sugar up even higher. <laughs> but you just put those in the pan and you cook them on 350 degrees until they brown up. It's about 30, 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. Super easy. There's nothing to do to them. Turn you them take out. Take them out. Use some hot gloves. Flip them out onto a plate or platter. Warm that little icing up that come with it. Just zap it in the microwave. It says like running under water or something, to, but it don't matter. You just want yeah. to get it to where it's thin enough to where you can drizzle it and then drizzle it. all. Make sure you get all that good stickiness out of the iron skillet when it flips over. And then drizzle it with that, and man. It looks. Santa Claus will love you if you do that. <laughs> it looks fancy, you know. And all it is is just store-bought cinnamon rolls. Yeah. That's, another, that's another cheap. But see, you got to have quick stuff like this to do around the holidays because you don't want to be yeah. tearing your kitchen up, yeah. rolling out dough, trying to let it rise, and then you don't want to do that on melting Christmas the butter morning. and sugar and brushing it and then rolling it up and all that. For, no, you got to. I will say um, the sticky buns. If you let them like sit out, they do start to get hard, you know. Yeah, all that stuff. But if it's, you eat them fresh, oh yeah, it's made. They're made mm. to be eat fresh. You could do them in a casserole dish. I mean, we've done them I've like done that. Them in a casserole yeah. dish, yeah. Um, you know, one thing you can really do, and and I will say this, they were better on the smoker. Yeah, than the oven. Well, I tell you what, would really been good. Set those off. Have you seen where you unroll each one of those seven rolls and put a strip of bacon in there, and then roll it back up, and then put them in there? That's even better. Might have to try that. I have one. tried that one. Um, okay, so this is the question: Does the bacon get crispy at no, all? No, it doesn't get crispy. But bacon—it's mm. just—I mean, you just get the bacon flavor from it in every bite. Yeah. So it'll be chewier bacon, but it, it's bacon. <laughs> it's it's got to be so good. Yeah, I'd rather crisp up some bacon and then put, put it, it over, crumble it over like a bacon crumble. Heck yeah! Bacon pecan crumble over or the top. Your, um, Icing. And then back in the kind of like, uh, kinda like uh, Emily's maple bacon cupcakes. Kind of, yeah. But. Um, so we were in the parade this week. 
We did. We had a drive through parade. We we wanted to participate since we have a business in town, and then they canceled the regular parade, so we didn't get to really ride through and wave at everybody. We always go to the parade. It's like a yeah. big event for us every year, Christmas parade, to go to it. We were going to be in it, but they, uh, Miss Julie Hopkins, who is actually the wife of Michael's baseball and football coach, um, she was like. We're not going to let them cancel this parade. We're going to go in front of the board. They're going to let us, you know, do a drive-through parade, whatever. So we got to do one. We bit our float. We took our blow-up stuff out there. And we froze. We cooked a bunch of hot dogs. How many hot dogs did we cook on that trigger? Um, 60, 64, 68, something yeah. like that. Almost. 64, 68. Yeah. And they all got eight. All got eight. Michael took one home, and he was going to save it. <laughs> and I found it in the Some car. Some of them kids was eating four and five <laughs> hot dogs. I was like, dang. This is Nathan's hot dogs. These dog. folks ain't fed these kids. How do we? Okay, <laughs> let me tell you how we did these hot dogs. We we took the Traeger out there on the float. Brought us a little generator. <laughs> yeah, a little predator generator. generator. Um, threw a bunch of Nathan's hot dogs on there. Let them go, what? Hour, maybe? 45, 45 minutes. minutes, yeah. And then I had these little pop-up full sheets. And I would... Pull pull full sheet out, put a bun on the sheet. Mark would drop a hot dog down there. We'd roll it up, throw it back on the top shelf of that Traeger, shut the door. And so when everybody, when somebody would say, hot, hot dog, dog me, <laughs> <laughs> we just pull one off the um, grill. It's like the ballpark guy. Yes. Walk around with the hot dogs. But it got all steamy and the bun got right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were good. I had one. I don't know why. I had, I had one. Too. Had some cider. Brought out some hot cider. I had a little, plugged it up. That little generator run all kinds of stuff. It run the Christmas like, lights, the blow ups, the Traeger, the the JBL speaker systems. We were playing Christmas music. We had all kinds of stuff plugged up into there. <laughs> it handled it. Not me code, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> running a one surge protector. <laughs> the generator was struggling. It worked though. That's we my had, Harbor Freight backup generator. If everything goes wrong, I got that one. We had like one of those blow up dancing men, a Santa Claus, a blow up Santa Claus grilling. It was. It looked like we we had two big patio heaters bolted down <laughs> on the trailer too to stay warm. So, um, that was a good time. So I heard a rumor that the shed contest is moving. Yes, they officially moved it. I think it's in April. I don't know. Is it around the ninth? I think I'd have to look it up. Yeah. But it's it was normally it's our like first con- like last year it was our big one and, you know one and only contest that we got to do out of out of the area down in Gulf uh, Gulfport that's mm-hmm. where they are and it was a huge SEA rib Bloody Mary that's where you did the big Bloody Mary um, but this year I guess with COVID still being a thing they had to move it for safety so it's going to be in April so hopefully we'll get to participate in that in April yeah any contest on the horizon. No. That was my. That was the one I was targeting to go yeah. to. So we take Michael, and make a thing out of it. So we'll probably try to go. Well, we'll see how April goes. That's so we're ramping up then. One thing I did want to talk about is Christmas gifts. Yes, it is that time. <laughs> so what do you want for Christmas, Shell? Is well, it anything barbecue related? No. But do you have any ideas? Oh, I want a new purse. A new purse. Yeah. Okay. But I don't Santa want you Claus to pick it out. It, I can make that happen. <laughs> you imagine what kind of purse I'd pick you up? I've, you have before. <laughs> <laughs> Last year I said I want this purse, either brown or black, no white. I got a completely different purse from a completely different one that was white. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I need links. You got to send me. <laughs> I did send you a link. <laughs> he didn't listen yeah. to me at all. No. I'll do better this year. 
Send me the link. <laughs> no. If you're gonna do better, I'm gonna do better. You're gonna go buy it and just let me wrap it up. <laughs> yes. Give this to me. I'm gonna just put it under the tree. Yeah, there you go. It'll be a surprise <laughs> for me. I'm gonna then. open it up and be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Got just what I wanted. That's how I'm gonna do things. You too. know me so well. You're gonna get me to <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted. No, but I was thinking more what about barbecue for? gifts. So I want one of those grill gun flamethrower things that that Mark has. Like, <laughs> the so, one y'all reviewed. Yeah, I didn't get I didn't get that one. I didn't get to keep that. Mark's got that. That's what he's been lighting his fireplace with at home. Dang. So I was like, man, that'd be a great thing to have. It's probably too late to get one if you ain't you didn't know that was on my list, did you? Did not know that was on yeah. your list. Who wouldn't want one of those? I can see so many uses for it. I mean, besides <laughs> starting barbecue pits, I could burn all kind of stuff with that thing. I'll have it in there lighting your candles for me. <laughs> <laughs> Torching wings at Creme Brulee and style. Starting bonfires. Taking the deer hunting. So that would be a good Christmas gift to give someone. That'd be a great Christmas gift. <laughs> what is Anybody what? that likes fire. <laughs> What's some other good Christmas barbecue? Christmas well, I gift? mentioned that Smoke X4, but so... Thermopans, Thermoworks. Yeah, you got to go Thermopan, Thermopop, a dot. All of those for grilling, for anybody that's into cooking, whether it's inside or outside, you need you need a good thermometer. And if you need a wired probe thermometer like a dot. It don't have to be the expensive X4S for the guys that are kind of techie that like to, you know, play with stuff and have it on their phone where they can sit back and kick back. <laughs> Lazy man barbecuing. But a regular diet, the, the cheap one, yeah. you can get one of those for 40 bucks, I imagine. Uh, I think that's, a little less than that. Yeah, yeah, those are the best ones. I use those more than I use anything. Mm-hmm. And that's what I take women to barbecue contest. I give them as uh, gifts all the time. I'm giving three or four this year for Christmas the, gifts. The <laughs> classic thermopin, I mean, mm-hmm. everybody needs a couple of those. I mean, I we got one in the kitchen. I keep one in my knife roll. got one in the barbecue trailer. I mean, I... Uh, the MK4 is great. It's a little, it's the fancier model that the, the dial rotates and it's backlit. But just the classic one works, or even the thermal pop. It's a little inexpensive, but it doesn't fold. Yeah, that's a great gift. I too. use that one in the kitchen a lot. You, we gave your mom one. Yeah, she uses it all the time. Yeah. I mean, you can that thing has all kinds of uses. It's not just for thinking you're going to be outside on the grill. If you're cooking, you know, if you're do, if you're bill prepping, cooking chicken breast, you can check those chicken breasts in the oven, <laughs> yeah. however you want to cook them. Yeah. In a skillet, we you, you I've seen I've caught you tipping breakfast sausage, making sure, I mean getting it just right. Yeah. You know? I don't want to overcook it. Piece of breakfast it. sausage cooked to 165, brown and cooked to 165 versus guessing and cooking it up to 200 is yeah. totally different. I agree. Chicken, pork loin. Anytime I'm cooking dinner like that, you'll grab the thermopan. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. To me, it's one of the most important tools. Um. I'm trying to think of something that's brand new that's that's out there that I'm seeing. I don't I don't know. I tell you what, Gorilla has a, a jerky rack that I think is really cool because not that you got to cook jerky on it. You can use it for cooking wings on just about any grill, like any pellet grill. I know it'll fit, but it's like this. It's a tiered uh, rack system, and oh. you can cook ribs on it, and you can cook wings on it, and you can cook jerky on it. That's I mean that's three things that you cook a lot of that would so go it's on almost perfect. Like I have something that's similar for rest. Uh, Resting cakes. Yes, it's, it's cakes. similar. It's similar to that. If you think Rest of a, cakes. it's like three tiered. So you got your bottom grate, and then you got three other tiers you can yeah. cook on. You can cook a lot of wings on it. It's made. They call it a jerky rack for dehydrating jerky. That'd be but, cool. Yeah, that's a really that's that's something that's brand new. Uh, another thing they have that this would be a big ticket item though. They've got these new modular outdoor 
kitchen things that go with the griller. You know, you can use them for the griller, but they're really used for any. You could pair them with any kind of grill. It doesn't just have to be a griller grill. Those are. I thought those were pretty cool. I've heard um, they're really coming on with the outdoor kitchen market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We should have talked about that in our outdoor kitchen episode. <laughs> yeah, I forgot all about it. Really, I'm uh, just thinking of stuff that I've seen recently that I want. That's kind of <laughs> a few things we have in the shop. Um, if you if you're locally based huh. and last minute Christmas shopping, um, we have a, some cast iron. Cast iron is always a good gift. Yeah. I like giving cast iron and giving a recipe to go with it and some ingredients yeah. to make something. I think that's a, one of the coolest gifts you can give. You give somebody a cast iron skillet that they can keep the rest of their life mm-hmm. and pass it on. And then you give them something with the recipe on how to make something and then some ingredients to go to make that recipe. Or like a kitchen towel, pot holder, you yeah. know, things yeah, like that. things that you would use to go with cast iron. Yeah. I mean, heck. No, you can't. My mom's get- cornbread recipe, if you give somebody the right <laughs> cornmeal <laughs> and uh or just mix it up. You can, you know, mix all the ingredients up and just give them a list of what they need to add to that to yeah. make their version. Have personally. all the dry ingredients. Yeah. yeah, add a third cup of buttermilk to this. Make yeah. some ca- it um, cornbread. You, you'll learn how to make cornbread. And you got a skillet to do it in the rest of your life. Yeah. That's always a good gift. But I tell you what's cool that I saw that we had, and I know there's not any in stock. Is this or- the cast iron oyster pan? It's so unique. It's like it's to do char grilled oysters on, and so it has the little, you know. I don't, they're not cutouts. It's kind of like little wells around that an oyster will fit in. You can put it in the shell, do them on the half shell, or you can use shucked oysters, mm-hmm. make like oysters Rockefeller, barbecued oysters, all all the good oyster dishes right on your grill. I mean, it's that's a cool pan. I hope we get some more of those in stock soon. Yeah, because I didn't get one. They told us they don't know when they're getting more in stock. Really? So, and that jambalaya pot's pretty cool. That's yeah, a cast iron deal. It's like on a stand. It's like three I foot tall. Plan, I got plans for one of those. Besides just jambalaya, I want to I want to uh, make some cracklings in it. Get the skin on pork belly, cut them up, render them down, and then refry them again. I saw I saw somebody doing that on Facebook. I said, like, "Oh man, I got to do those." We usually get those cracklings like that in little stores in Louisiana, some boot in shops, yeah, or gas stations. We also have um, nut rub in stock. <laughs> nut rub. Uh, I, I, I do not want some of that. <laughs> More it's, not little, it's not pecan flavor. <laughs> it's not to put on your cashews and your pecans, I don't think. <laughs> uh, we've had more little old ladies come in and say. That was a good little this? dirty Santa gift y'all put together where you get like a real yeah. bottle of rub and then you get the little ballsy nut rub stuff. It's a rub it all. It's a rub it all combo. <laughs> you got one for your nuts and one for your butts. <laughs> <laughs> don't get them confused. Don't get them confused. Um, what else did you have on your Christmas list that would be excellent 2020? What else Christmas? do we have in the shop? We well, have plenty. I, of I would say gloves and stuff, but you can't find any of the nitro gloves. I get more questions on what gloves we're using, but I can't even find them anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like all the PPE stuff is gone. I still get the cotton gloves, and there was someone asked me a question the other day, what brand cotton glove? There's no brand on them. It's just white cotton glove. And you can find them. When I first started buying them, I think I was getting them at uh, Walmart. They were over in like the accessory men's clothing department, where like the work worker stuff yes. is, where they have got the high yes. visibility stuff. They had glove liners there, and so I would. But I mean, it got they to where you couldn't them find glove them. Liners. I yeah, I think what? they did. They were white cotton gloves. They were meant they were. to wear like under work gloves. Keep it. Keep your hands warm. Mm-hmm. And so they only had them like singles. You could buy one pair of them for like a. 
couple bucks or whatever. And so I started seeing them at Harbor Freight. And then you got to where you couldn't find them there. So Tractor Supply used to Tractor have them. Supply had them. So there's stores that have them if you look in the right department. They're yeah. not with the cooking stuff. They're going to be with over the men's accessories like belts, gloves, toboggans, things like that, skull hats. Gloves, yeah. Yeah, that's where, that's where they'll be. If you can find like the jersey gloves or the leather gloves, there's probably a good chance they may have those white cotton glove liners. But as far as I know, there's not a brand name. They're just yeah. knit cotton gloves, yeah. Yep. And I saw another, while we are sitting here talking, there was another Facebook question or post, and the guy wanted us to talk about it in our podcast, and I can't remember what it was. If you got that, pull it up. His name was Steve or something like that. <laughs> but <laughs> I just saw it this morning right before we come in for prayer. You know, I didn't get a chance to show prayer. Where was it at? I think it was on Facebook. Okay. But he was I'll like, when you talk about that topic, now I can't remember what it was. But that was just, um, I, I'm out of left field. I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to do a year in review of our um, recipes. Let me see if I can oh. find what Steve wanted to talk about, Uncle Steve. Yeah. I didn't bring my phone in here. I'd look it up real fast. but um, I'll run through that real quick. Any other Christmas suggestions? Um, You know, everybody needs a new grill, right? Knives. knives. Oh, knives are a great said. one. Yeah, Cutting boards. Cutting boards and knives. Um, I can never have enough of those. I'll tell you which one you need. Now, this is every barbecue guy. You can see these barbecue sets and all that. There's three knives that you need. You need a flexible um, five-and-a-half-inch flexible filet knife. You need a six-inch a six inch boning knife, and it's almost, it's kind of like a filet knife, but it's a little bit stiffer blade. And then you need a roast slicing knife. Those are the three knives you need. Now, if you, got somebody that's a, if you get somebody that's a little chefy that likes to do a lot of prep in the kitchen, the chef's knife is like a 10-inch chef's knife and then a little paring knife. Um, that completes a full set of knives, but a barbecue man needs the five and a half inch flexible blade that's curved. That way you can get in and trim out meat around the bones. It's great for slicing ribs or whatever when stuff's done. You need the boning knife for your tr- heavy trim work, cutting through thick fat. And then you need your finish knife, which is your roast slicer for slicing briskets or hams or anything. Really, it's slicing ribs at the end. That's that's the three knives that a barbecue man needs. What do you want to see in your stocking? Um, bullets. You can find any. <laughs> if you can find any, I'll take all the bullets you can give me. All calibers. I'm thinking toothpaste. <laughs> you th- you're thinking toiletries? Deodorant. <laughs> can I get my favorite snack, the little peanut butter Christmas trees? Sure. Oh, yeah, I can so do that. Good. That's my favorite. Peanut butter Christmas trees. Some warm socks. I, I can always use warm socks. I had a friend tell me she gives her husband Sasquatch socks every year. What is that? I don't know what a Sasquatch sock is. It's just a sock with Sasquatch pattern on it. Huh. <laughs> she said, I said, I didn't realize they'd make so many different kinds of Sasquatch socks. She yeah. said, you'd be surprised. You know what I really like? And this is out in left field, too. Those Duluth uh, underwear. Man, that's the best <laughs> underwear going. I don't. Yeah, I don't get paid by Duluth. I just think they're great. <laughs> the dang sauce. The dang sauce. They also have that armadillo. Those are good for summertime <laughs> too. Those are cool. I got some of those last year. I don't. Know, I just remember what I got last year. I was like, yeah, I hope those show back up. It's about. <laughs> it's time to rotate your underwear out after a year. I guess. Hey, I give everybody socks. I give <laughs> socks you Michael and underwear. socks. And underwear yeah, for Christmas. That's the time you get them. That way, you don't have to buy them. <laughs> I just. They magically show up in the drawer too. It's like hey, unwrap them. They show up clean every week. Um, so year in review for your recipes. Yeah, I did. I don't know. Can we run through them? 
you want to run through all? How, see, with COVID hit, we started okay. doubling down. Yeah, doing we didn't have every week. We didn't have any. How many did go. we do? Do you have like a total count of what we did this year? I can. We'll I run through some about. of the key ones. We we'll started with the jerk pork chops. Remember, we did those on the Santa Maria style grill. Yeah, this I is pre COVID. That was before. <laughs> yeah, that was that was before. That was when we come back from uh, Jamaica, and I was always getting the jerk. Oh yeah, kick. yeah, yeah. So I made some. I did. That was, those were really good. You did your voodoo chicken wings those. for um, Mardi Gras. Yeah. The voodoo um, sauce. Yes. That sauce was killer. It was. That sauce and the um, firecracker chicken sauce is my two favorite chicken yeah, sauces. It is. You know, oh, Because they're both sweet and spicy. They've got that. They've got those elements where they work together really mm-hmm. good, but they're not like two of anything. Yeah. It's like, it's not too hot. It's not too sweet. It's not too, ta- you know, tangy or whatever. They go. Um, one I know I did was the Polo Tapatillas from La Siesta. Well, I'm going to okay. Mississippi Po' Boy. Oh, yeah. That one was a big Ooh, hit. Man, I've made that a bunch of times this year. Yeah, we have. Because that, that one, man, the chuck roast, the butter, the ranch dressing, and the pepperoncini, they don't get no easier. Well, that was a recipe, but you turned it into a sandwich. Yeah, a big, giant one, too. Yeah. I put the whole, just about the whole thing on one sandwich yeah. and devoured it. <laughs> it was a smaller chuck roast. but Jerk pork belly bites. Yeah. You did That's, a, that was that was like port, uh, port burn, a Bernie in style pork yeah, belly with the jerk do with a jerk kick and it goes so it goes so well together. Um, you did a Guinness flat iron steak with roasted potatoes. That was really good. You yeah. did that for St. Patrick's Day. The Guinness sauce it's different. You know, it's kind of dark and rich. So yeah. you gotta you gotta you gotta appreciate that if you're gonna do it. I like it. Um, y'all did, y'all showed how to boil crawfish. Your way. Me and Mark did that one, and mm-hmm. that was where we had the two pots going, and that was a game changer from a crawfish game when you're cooking a lot of them. You talk about making them just the ultimate, all the flavors in the head, you know, all the flavors in the crawfish. Yep. The tails cook perfect, so they tail out. They're not overcooked. That's a lot of people struggle with that's overcooking those crawfish. And if you're cooking multiple pots, the two pots is the way to go on that. Yeah. I learned that. I mean – We've been we've been playing with that. Mark actually he was doing a crawfish cook every May for his birthday. He has a cousin from um I forget what town it is down in Louisiana. It's like south of Baton Rouge somewhere. Hyula Battery. And he no, that's not Hyula. That's in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but he come <laughs> just sounds like it would be in Louisiana. It? <laughs> that's where Bubba's from. <laughs> it's true. I know. <laughs> At least I don't know why that popped in my head. It sounded but anyway, funny. he came up. Pretty and, sure his cousin's yeah. from Bayou La <laughs> He came up and showed <laughs> us the two pot method. And ever since then, me and Mark have been doing that when we're cooking, you know, loads of crawfish. One pot, all you need's a little crawfish uh, ring thing, you know, bull balls. balls. Yeah, it works great too. Available in the shop. <laughs> in the shop. Um, we're gonna do a video of that this year. Gringo carne asada. Yeah. You did a carne asada. It was really good. I, you know, we were on a takeout Mexican kick, and I said, heck, I can make this as good as home. That's how I got to do with those recipes, reinventing reinventing my local Mexican restaurant. Then you did the Malcolm-style ribs, which is yeah. my, one of my personal favorite ways to eat ribs. I get a lot of uh, people doing those and saying this is the only way to do ribs. Yeah. Um, you did the grilled chicken there, breast with the – this is when we started trying to do the delicious dinners too. Yeah. We were doing double recipes in the week, and those were those were like stuff we just eat. I was trying to do it. Was that where I did the the sweet potatoes and the? Yeah, it's with the honey Dijon broccoli and sweet potatoes. I don't think people 
tried that recipe. You need to if you hadn't. Well, this I is the time I of the year. I shot it with my phone. The quality wasn't that great. Yeah, that might be another side dish we need to do a big YouTube video for. Mm-hmm. Just that it's one. It's really good. And it's uh, vegetarian, so we don't have any vegetarian stuff. Wouldn't necessarily say it's diet because we put the 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 Dijon and the honey and all that to it. But it's really good. Um, you did the honey smoked turkey breast recipe. I guess that, that was for Easter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good. Yeah, because it's kind of my. That was the one. Was that the one where I did the take on the, um, like honey baked ham, mm-hmm. but I did it on a turkey. It was a honey like, glaze yeah, yeah, with the yeah. turbinado. Caramel, caramelized it on top. Yes. It was a really good turkey breast. It was. I liked it. Man, better. that was Easter. I think wow. so. Um, then you did your red beans and rice. Classic. Classic. You did a pulled pork on the Weber and made a pulled pork. Uh, that Oh, that was, you know what? That was a, a really, really good pork butt. That's where I did the chain method, the snake method around the coals on the outside. Let me verify. Is that, is that the one you're talking about? No, this one oh. you did on the drum. Oh, well, Sorry. the one I did on the Weber was, was really good. It had like a real classic barbecue flavor. The bark got really good on it. You just did pulled pork sandwich recipe. Just a straight old pulled. Mm-hmm. Did it on the drum. Then oh, we did yeah. smoked hamburger steak with mashed potatoes and green beans. That that was a really good recipe. Yeah. yeah, put them back in the pan, made the kind of gravy to go with it or whatever. Then you did a barbecued pork tenderloin, and you served it with grilled corn and um, coleslaw. Was that a delicious dinner? It too? was a delicious dinner. Then you did the gringo smoked chicken enchiladas. Those were really good. Grilled po- pollo tapatillos. That one, if you hadn't tried that recipe and there's one you're going to try this year, try that one. <laughs> it's got the bacon. It's got the cheese. It's got the chicken it's really breast. Good. It's got the mushrooms. Oh, man. It's really then good. You got to do the refried refried beans and, and the rice with it. Um, did I do beans and rice with that? You did. Yeah. I can see them in the picture. Yeah. I don't know if I gave recipes for them. But you did them. Yeah, I did them. That's a really good recipe because it's just chicken bread. It's keto, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's got barbecue sauce on it or something. No, it don't have barbecue sauce. It's it should be if you don't do the beans and rice. Yeah, because it's chicken, cheese, bacon. It's all all that's keto stuff. Mm-hmm. Seasonings and then mushrooms. I think you can have mushrooms and onions and peppers and stuff on keto, can't you? Surely. You did chuck roast burn ins. Yeah. Or what they call them, poor man burn ins. Poor man burn ins. Those were okay. Were they as good as regular burn-ins? No. But were they good? Yeah. Um, herb crusted beef tenderloin. That one's a good recipe. Yeah. That's a good recipe for this time of year, too. It is. And I always do beef tenderloin around the holidays. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got one in the freezer I need to take out. That's usually what I cook for your family. I'll do a pork uh, loin and then a beef tenderloin. We slice them up and you can you know make sandwiches with it or whatever you want if you want to. Usually the first dinner we eat with vegetables and stuff, and then the next time we just use it to make sandwiches. Um, they are really good. Yeah, and you get the best of both worlds because you get pork and beef. That's right. Um, you did your pellet grill brisket recipe. That was the slow and low brisket. That took forever. And it was as good as a brisket on a stick burner, I promise you. But it takes – it was like – all in, it was almost 20-something hours, it yeah, seemed like. it was like 18. Yeah, it was crazy. Over. I mean, I started it the night before, let it go all night. It still wasn't ready to wrap till about 11 a.m., and then by the time it was done, it was getting closer to starting to get dark on us. Yeah. 
But man, that was a good brisket. The smoke ring was there. The, the bark was there. That's the hardest thing to do on the pellet grill is get the bark right. Once you get that done, you get it wrapped. Man, you got it licked. It was good. It was a very, very good brisket. Um, you did barbecue pork chop recipes where you glazed them and cooked them on grill grates. Yeah. It's good. I don't remember that one. <laughs> uh, probably... Then you did the Big Mon jerk burger. That was an we, excellent recipe. Yeah. That was your favorite of was, the whole year, I would I say. I didn't know it was my favorite of the whole year, but it was. I would say it was because you've wanted to do that combo with the the slaw and the, and the sauce on different oh, yeah, stuff. Not did, just with burger because you, it was all those with, flavors. Yeah, we did it with um, uh, pork tenderloin. Yeah, yep. We did it for our food. Sliders, yeah. It was just. I think the elements of it were all there. So it doesn't matter if you were using beef or if you were using pork or chicken or turkey or whatever. It would work with those elements any, on, on any kind of jerk. Uh, if you wanted to do a Caribbean style dish. It was one of the best burgers I've ever had. I think it would win a burger contest. I really did. Is that good? Yeah. Then you did your apple uh, apple pie ribs. That was a big hit. I it had was. somebody request those the other day. It's like next time, they, I said, next time I see you, bring me some of those. I was like, man, I ain't cooked those since I did that video. <laughs> that was around Fourth of July. It was. I said American after I did that one, apple pie ribs. I said I was going to do a peach pie version of it and use Heath's peach rub and peach wood and then peach pie filling in the wrap. And I think those would be good too. I can call those Georgia Georgia peach ribs or something. You know. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. Sweet Georgia. Then you did a char grilled pork chop sandwich. Do you remember that one? Pork chop sandwich is one of my favorite things. <laughs> it's un- <laughs> I got it's a like, lot of favorite things. It's like almost a really nice, a really uh, good McRib. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. And you put those crispy jalapenos on them. Did I use a pork loin? How, how did I? Did you got a picture of that I can see? Oh, man. <laughs> I remember that with the onions on it. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was my version of a McRib. That's what that was. Yeah. I think you um. Did I use a pork steak. Now or pork I gotta Lord, click on this one. Remember. You need to recook this one so we. Can I need to remember. see the. I need to see the meat because if it was a pork steak, hopefully. No, it was pork loin. It was pork loin. You sliced up that the pork loin. That gives me an idea to do the pork steak. Butterfly them. Yep, yep. Pounded them out. Oh yeah. It's, I remember that now. Seasoned them up, grilled them, glazed them right there. Yep. That was an awesome. Sautéed some onions. Served them with pickles, sautéed onions, and those crispy jalapenos. Yep. That was it. You got my crunch. So, so I was. That was my take on one of those Midwestern pork loin sandwiches that oh, they yeah. deep fry. They pound out and deep fry, but I did it barbecue style on the grill, and then added the crunch with the jalapenos. And little, you know, if you didn't want the heat, you could use. They make a they, that same French's makes pickles like that, mm-hmm. and they do onions like that. So you could do like a trifecta of crunch on it <laughs> if you wanted to. I'd completely forgotten about that recipe, but it was really good. Yeah, it was really good. That's the one that good make. That one would make good sliders too. You can yeah. slice a little pork tenderloin, flatten them out, and grill them fast. It'd be um, real good. Then you did your pork riblets. Riblets. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It was flank and cut, flank and cut pork ribs. I need a those were del- to yeah, those were delicious. Them. You talk about appetizers. That took me back to my Applebee's days. Yeah, they were going to get good. all you could eat. All you could eat riblets at Applebee's. <laughs> Little morsels of goodness. <laughs> they just come right off the bone. They were yeah. so tender. Sometimes the bones would pop out. Then you did the whole smoke gator. With yeah. The ninja. Oh, that was a fun one. I wouldn't say it was the best, but it was fun. <laughs> You're not a fan of the gator. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. It's just, you know, there's a lot. Of, I've cooked a lot of things that are uh, delicious. 
And then I'm eating this lizard. <laughs> this up dinosaur. It creeped me out. It really did. <laughs> I'm 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 hard to creep yeah. out in that type. That's of really thing. a showy thing. And if there's certain times of year I'd want to cook a gator. Yeah. You know, certain teams are playing Florida or something like that. <laughs> then you did your spicy Mississippi chicken recipe. That one was a big hit. Yeah, that one's really good too. That was really it was crunchy. And made that man, you know the best one of that was that season. I've used that season in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Not just chicken. Because it's because it gives it a crunch. It's real coarse grain. Yeah. And it's it's really it's really good on pork. Like if you want a crunchy pork butt or pork loin or pork tenderloin, it's really good. I could see it being really good on pork tenderloin. Then you we did our fantasy football draft where we walked through and did a little everything. Yeah. The process of what it takes to yeah, kind of yeah. cater a little, a small deal. Then you did your pulled pork on the Weber. That was, and that was one of the bigger videos of the year, I think, wasn't it? I'm not looking at numbers. Oh. I'm looking at just pictures. Then you did your cast iron steak recipe. That one was That one was really good. good. Ribeye cast iron. You know, and oh, that was so good. something recently that I've done that done a better crust than that cast iron is that salt block. Me and Mark tried a salt block on Out the Smoke. And I was so impressed. I took a picture. It's in my phone. I should have shared it. That the sear, that salt block, and we got the salt block hot on like a pellet grill first mm-hmm. and then moved it over to the little PK Go grill. And it sears like nobody's business. I mean, it was just a beautiful crust on the outside of that ribeye. Did um did it pick up a lot of the salt flavor? No. no I was thinking it would. That was the whole idea. How salty is a salt block going to make a steak? Yeah. Not at all. I mean, it, it, it still needed, needed more yeah, salt. It needed a little salt. We didn't, we didn't, you know, we went easy on it because we were thinking, oh, this is going to, you know, overpower it. But it was, you know, I didn't notice any big difference at all in the salt. Um, can you season it beforehand? Yeah, yeah. I don't see why not. Well, you know, like in the beef, well, I mean, you can't because yeah, it burnt. I didn't yeah. know. If- it ain't that hot. I mean, that salt block was like, I think he tempted it. It was 650, 700, something oh, okay. like that. That's a good. Yeah. Yeah. So you can still use some seasoning without risking burning it up. I wouldn't be afraid to. Hit it with more AP or something like that to give it a salty bump and then do mm-hmm. it. If you put something sweet on it, it's going to burn. I wouldn't do anything sweet, but your standard savory would really work. Um, then you did your grilled chicken tacos. Chicken tacos. If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> they look like that. Oh, yeah. Those are good. <laughs> then you did your smoked tomahawk. You didn't grill it. You smoked tomahawk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You remember that one? I do remember that one. That one, though, that tomahawk tasted so good. It was different. It wasn't like, you know, it didn't have a sear to it, really. Yeah. But, man, it tasted so good. It was on the drum. It's kind of a trade-off. You get the smoke flavor. Yeah. And you could have stopped it I... short and then see if you wanted to sear. Yeah, yeah. That would be. The best of both worlds. Yeah, because you smoke that tomahawk reverse sear style on the drum, and then you have your grill cranked up with your salt block over there, and you put that. <laughs> oh, I gotta try that. I ain't got no video. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat one that way. Watch. <laughs> that might be what I eat for New Year's. Then you did your chili dogs, which those are excellent chili. The dogs. chili made those. Yes. I mean, the heck, the dogs were good. The way the you big did old them, giant dogs. It all the chili, stayed together. The chili, that hot dog chili, just those simple meat chili. Man, that was good. Then you did the Norman. We had some of that froze. Oh yeah, that's right. And then I, no I Norman turkey. The Norman turkey. <laughs> Norman, that was good He's turkey. It was juicy. Brined, yeah. Then we did our your peach smoked pork loin. Yep. And you know what? Surprisingly, that one was really, really good. Surprisingly. Well, I mean, it was. You cooked you know, that regular, yeah. you know. 
That, but that one with the really cranberry good. sauce yeah. and stuff. Your cranberry sauce. Mm-hmm. Then you did your barbecue smoked turkey. And that one, I turkeyed it up this year. I cooked so <laughs> many turkeys. Just it, it seemed like I was cooking a turkey every week. Yeah, you know, having them thawed, having them in the brine. I was sick of looking at turkeys by the end of Thanksgiving. You had like, to cook some from some. Any more turkeys? Or, I did yeah. not want to see any more turkey. You just kept coming in saying, "Oh, I got to cook a turkey." Yeah, it's like who can cook a turkey <laughs> for now? We had random turkeys in bags and in the coolers, the free all the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> got them at work, got them in the beer fridge at home, got them in the main fridge at home. That barbecue smoked turkey, you served it with a white barbecue sauce. It was probably one of my favorite turkeys you cooked this year. Of all the turkeys like, we had left over, overloaded with turkey. In the we ate like we had turkey to throw away on most of them. Yeah, but on that one, there was nothing. That whole turkey got just demolished. It was so good. That white barbecue sauce, making sandwiches with it. It's good. It is. It's good. Um, then we did your whole smoked ribeye. That's and then we did our three holiday recipe. We went the whole thing. Recipe. It don't seem like That's that it. much in here talking about it like that. I know it doesn't. That was a year's worth work. But it was a great year, and we appreciate everybody watching those videos this year. And we've had a lot of fun doing them, even in a bad time. You know, even I mean with COVID and all that, we still got to cook, and hopefully people learn some stuff cooking along with us at home. Which was your favorite one? You laughing? <laughs> you just sound cheesy. Um, one you didn't tell me about was the whole hog that I did with Mark and Jamie. That was one. That was I didn't see you mention that, but that was a uh, oh, what, one yeah. of my favorite ones I cooked this year. I need to check the website. We did the whole hog on yeah. the on the uh, old hickory, the big old hickory. Mm-hmm. That was a really good one. That whole hog was delicious. They looked pretty too. It was a really good running hog. style. Everybody we gave it to said, "Man, that was one of the better." Yeah, hogs. better hogs. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's all I have for. That's my all day. you have today. Well, <laughs> it's Christmas time, y'all, and that means we've wrapped up another year. So we appreciate everybody listening. This is the and last episode yeah, of the season. Let's us come together and, and talk about what we've been up to and. Gather our thoughts, I guess. What's um <laughs> what's your plans for next year? Um uh, cooking a lot more recipes and doing and doing some different stuff and hopefully getting to go out and do some comps. And we're working on um out the smoke where me and Mark are gonna talk about different stuff besides just doing like a straight recipe. It's gonna be our place. If we want to do a review, we can do a review. If there's something that he sees that he wants to test out, that he thinks I might like, we'll do it. He tried to fool me with the sous vide one that's going to be coming out. Did yeah. he fool you? Heck no. <laughs> you know, he didn't fool me with no sous vide steak. If I was judging a steak contest, I could tell, oh, there comes the sous vide. I was unsure if I could tell, but y'all had already wrapped up and everything. And You didn't I, know, did you? Because you were editing. I was working, and so I came in there in the kitchen, and um, he said, see if you can tell which one. And I tried to bite, and I was like, that's good. And then I tried the next one, and I was like, mm. That's the grilled one. That's the grilled one. Yeah. yeah, there's no comparison. Anybody can argue with me all they want. And I'll cook you on a charcoal grill on a sous vide steak any day. One. You give me one steak and you get one steak and that's all we get. Now, if we're cooking 40, yeah, over a consensus, you'll probably get a better temperature on all those yeah, if I'm yeah. trying to cook 40 steaks. But, but you one. give me one and one, there's no there's no way you can say that steak's better. Could you have picked them out? If you are, you're just a fool. <laughs> <laughs> Certified fool. Certified fool. You heard it here. Yeah. 
Um, could you have picked it out if you'd have tried one on one day and one the next day? I couldn't have told the difference. Yeah. Probably not if I didn't have them side by side to compare. Because yeah. I, I mean, because it was a good steak. I ain't gonna lie. That's, yeah. Sous vide steak was fine. It was a good steak. I'd have paid money to eat that. I'd have ate that steak at a restaurant and said, "Yeah, it's a good steak." Yeah. But compared to a charcoal grilled steak right there beside it, there's an absolute difference. Mm-hmm. And the charcoal steak's gonna win hands down every time. It did for me. It did for me. How can you say it's not? It's charred I mean, beef. The sous vide was fine. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's good. And then I tried the next one. I was like, oh, that's better. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> and it's, a, it, I mean, it's not a texture thing. It's just a, the flavor you get from cooking that steak the whole time, hot and fast over charcoal. It's just, hands down, I think it's good better. Yeah. And I like a cast iron steak too. Ooh, but, me too. But that's not, it's not. Those chuck steaks that you were cooking in that cast I didn't iron. hear you say that either. Did you yeah, we did. About, did you talk about them? Yeah. Chuck steak. Those were good. I didn't do much seafood this year, did I? I didn't remember yeah. any seafood yeah. recipes there. I need to do some. That's kind of your bread and butter is yeah. chicken. Yeah. <laughs> chicken, pork, and beef. Yeah, that's the best. Uh, can I, I can get that. down on some shrimps, <laughs> some lobster. <laughs> but so that's that's it for us in 2020. Hope everybody out there has a happy holidays. We're going to bring in 21. And hopefully things are going to be better. It will. And we'll be back. We hope y'all come back and check us out. We gone. No, we ain't told. Hey, I can't do the. If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram. We gone. We gone. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas, everybody.